Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast to guide you home into your human journey here on Earth. My name is Vivian Gerard, and it is my delight to co-create with Gaia and share our messages from Source in this now moment. Here we go. episode 439. It is Friday here in Cincinnati. It's another gorgeous summer day. I am going to finish up my work and then go outside and play in the garden and the pool all afternoon. It looks like an amazing day ahead. So we're at the end of (laughs) what has been a really uh, volatile week energetically in my opinion. And so we're going to just sort of explore some of that together today. The title is Aquarius Activation, and I've maybe done one with that title before. I don't know. I feel like (laughs) Aquarius is the sign that continuously activates those (laughs) around us. I mean, I guess we all do that. All signs do that. But it feels like the role of the Aquarius is to keep doing activating work. And when I was thinking about how, how much has been happening since we last sat here, together in the space, I thought, well, we should really be talking about the Lions portal, the 8-8 Lionsgate portal, and um, Leo, the sign of the lion. And I'm like, no. <laughs> For me, right now, it's all about the full moon in Aquarius that was last night into today that's been prepping all week leading up to it. Um, so we're going to just play and we'll see. We'll see how this all comes through and what the matches are that you have in your journey. Leo and Aquarius, from my very limited astrology background, very limited <laughs> astrology background, they're on the same axis. And so, from what I understand, when you have a lot of Aquarius in your chart, then the Leo is the place you're going to be working on to balance it and vice versa. I think one of my friends told me once, um, I came in with double Aquarius, sun and moon. And she said, so that must mean you've mastered the Leo and now you're working on the Aquarius. And I don't know. I don't know quite how all of it works, but I know how it feels. I know how it uh, gets internalized and moves through me energetically. And so that is really what I'm going to be focusing on sharing. But the dynamics between the two signs feel important to at least mention at the beginning. Astro Butterfly had a post that I just briefly saw and she had, I think, a big circle and she said, Aquarius is the circle that, you know, creates the community and wants everyone to feel equal and be all around the edge of the circle. And then she said, Leo is the dot inside of the circle that wants to be at the center of the action, that wants to be seen. (laughs) And I feel that push-pull or dynamic energy between the outside of the circle, the space holder, and then the center of the circle, the one that's kind of at the hub of it, Um, and how we can kind of go back and forth between those two energies. So the Lion's Gate, the 8-8 portal, um, many have assigned the meaning to it. I have myself often for the past few years, and for some reason this year I was like, ah, 
nothing. <laughs> There's no meaning associated to it, really. It just feels like a beautiful day. It's associated with um, abundance and manifestation, like a portal of really claiming and, and um, setting your intentions and sending your desires out to the universe and having the universe bring that back to you. I believe because of the eight as the infinity symbol, what you send out is what you return and receive and how there's a double eight, you know, so we play with numbers, angel numbers as I call them, which I love so much. And so that there are many people who focus their energy on that day, on that topic, which amplifies it and creates this collective energy field. And then that energy ripples out. And so it validates the attention put on it. Individuals focusing creates more power, more momentum. And then it validates that, yeah, when we do this, this thing happens. And so it's a really fun way to play on, you know, a hot day in the middle of August here <laughs> in the Midwest. And then we went into this full moon, but the full moon in Aquarius this time has something with Uranus and something else with, was it Mars? I should have looked all that up, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's happening at the same time. What I know is I woke up on Tuesday morning, <laughs> had a great weekend away with my husband, super fun, saw Trevor Hall, so much fun. We played, we laughed, we napped, we thing. I mean, it was just, we drank. It was so good. And Trevor Hall was amazing, as always, like hands down, one of my favorite, favorite people to go sit in an audience with. <sighs> yeah, in front of, I guess I wasn't in the audience with him. I was in front of him as <laughs> one of his audience members. And then we came back and busy day here on Monday. And Tuesday morning, I woke up really early. And literally, my thought, my waking thought was, Oh, it's the super full moon in Aquarius this week. That's why you're going to be so cranky. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so all day I was validating how cranky I was because of the full moon, because that was my waking thought. And then literally Tuesday, Wednesday, yesterday was just this roller coaster, this up and down of um, feeling the power and the beauty of Aquarius and the the ways in which I build community, bring community together, support community, love being engaged in community, um, the way that I know that everything is beautiful here on Gaia and it's all exactly as it's meant to be and I chose it. And, you know, these huge, big, galactic, cosmic, Aquarian thoughts and then almost immediately a contraction into, but what's the point? And nobody's actually waking up. And why are we even doing this? And why should I keep following this path? Maybe I need to just call it quits and leave, <laughs> leave the spiritual path and just go get a job somewhere basic and like not even think about all these things anymore. <laughs> it was just this choo-choo-choo-choo roller coaster. And, and what is amazing to me, this is part of following the theme last week of record keeping. <laughs> What is amazing to me is as much as I know that that's what's happening, I understand that it's a phase and I'm going to move through it and um, there's lessons in it and to surrender to the lessons and reminding myself to go back to my practices and do my meditation and do all the things. When, when I'm in that experience of existential crisis <laughs> angst about the state of everything <laughs> when I'm in the shadowy aspects of the Aquarius energy that I love so much it's uh, difficult 
to course correct or to, that's not even quite the right word, it's difficult to find my center, to find my balance and know that I'm just going to keep moving through this and everything is going to be beautiful and just keep following, following the steps. When I'm in that experience of why, what's the point, it doesn't make sense, um, and those are very kind words. <laughs> My internal dialogue is not quite as nice when I'm in that energy, <laughs> which full moon is about illumination. And well, I'll get to that in a second. But when I'm in it and I have all these years, like I should know better. I should know how to do this. I should know how to navigate. And I try and it doesn't work. And I sit in the the suffering of it, the angst of it, the intensity of the unknown, you know, that um, even though there's a known underneath that, when you're in the intensity of the unknown, it's so overwhelming. It's so isolating. Um, there aren't words that can articulate that when you're in it. I'm able to say these things now on Friday, on Wednesday, on Thursday. There's so much chatter happening inside of my head that it's hard to find the clarity and the spaciousness to breathe into what I know to be true and stop the chatter. It's really challenging. And um, I think part of my record keeping from last week's episode is to name that, that we're we're all so human. <laughs> we're all so human. And as cosmic and spiritual and connected to the universe as we are, and as we continue to evolving to be, we're still human with these moments where it's like, I don't know anything. And what's the point? And why am I here? <laughs> Can't I just give up and go back to bed? <laughs> maybe, maybe just write this whole day off, <laughs> like start over tomorrow. Those are, those are just real experiences. Didn't I just have a podcast recently where I talked about the contraction <laughs> and then speaking our truth and now I'm back in the contraction. <laughs> yeah. And the reason that it feels important to name this, this was the other thought I was going to share with you. Besides just the honesty of it and the transparency that none of us have it figured out, we're all we're all doing the best we can and we're all navigating life in each moment as real and authentically as possible. And, and sometimes we don't have it all together. <laughs> like that would be message number one <laughs> for me and for all of us. And then the second one was, I feel like this week we had, and this is an energy assessment from what I'm taking from all that I've been feeling this week. I feel like on Monday we had this uh, portal opening or collective focus, lots of people focusing on a portal being opened and connecting that to light, to lion energy, to Leo, to um, the Sirius star system, which is light. You know, all of that as an opening for it to come in. And so if that is true, which I believe it is, we have this energetic permission that many of us are saying, more light into our planet, please, and we want to do it now on this 8-8 date. And so more light comes into the planet, and then we follow that right up with a full moon in Aquarius, which 
has the intention, the energy of Aquarius, which is very much about cosmic unity, um, the oneness of the whole galaxy brought here to Earth. These are my words. It's more light coming on top of light, and, and that's just a lot of light. <laughs> that's a lot, a lot of light. And when we have a lot, a lot of light coming into our very dense, finite human vehicles, <laughs> sometimes it's like, what the hell? No more, no more light. I cannot handle any more light. And so we, we want to like cover and hide and not look and because ah, <laughs> it's so bright. <laughs> I was over at our granddaughter's yesterday. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. They have this big window, <laughs> huge window. And it was super bright sunshine outside. And there were some power things they were working on across the road. And so the indoor lights were off and there was just all this light from outside. <laughs> And she's three and she goes to the window and she's like, it's just so bright. <laughs> it's so bright. Let's go back in the other room, Vivi. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Because both of us were trying to like close our eyes and not look because it was so much light. And that's the feeling I have is, wow, was this an activating week of all of this light, all of this energy, all of this consciousness pouring into this planet and and all of us who want that light and are like yes bring it we're still like what <laughs> what it's like when you ask for the perfect gift or the perfect date or the perfect partner and then you get that thing <laughs> or that experience and you're like oh I can't handle it it's too much it's just too good I can't receive all that no and you're you know, trying to push that thing away because you're not ready to receive what you asked for, even though you clearly asked for it. And that's some of the sense of what I'm feeling in this moment. It's like, yes, I want to evolve. Yes, I want to have beautiful expansion always and more light always and more connection to the universe always. And my little body is like, uh, what? <laughs> and my head is looping all week going, what did you ask for? Why did you want this? Do you really want to see? Because that's what illumination of light brings. It, it shines the light into us, the human version of the soul, and says, where are you not in alignment with that light? Where are you not uh, flowing in harmony with that galactic universal oneness. And we're human, so there's probably lots of places and ways in which we are not in alignment with that light. And so we sit here and we're like, what the hell is this week? <laughs> what just happened? What's going on? <laughs> and then there are some who I believe they're just ready for it. And so they're like, that was the most amazing week ever. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> or, yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't want to project anyone else's experience. <laughs> I'm just going to name what mine was and, and trust that if you're watching this, it's because there might be a match or an aha that comes to you <laughs> from what I have waded, struggled through <laughs> over the last few days. 
So, yeah, more light. I created this whole offering called Light Medicine two years ago during COVID. And as I was receiving the downloads or the the visualizations that I then translated into meditations, guided healing meditations, as I was receiving them, I could see how the light entered the body and was directed to the place where the healing needed to happen for whatever that, that illness or symptom was. I could see how the light would travel through the body and go to that place that needed the healing and clear the blocks or the resistance or the shadow, the trauma, whatever it was, clear it so that it was just light flowing through and that light could be medicine because of the power of bringing into alignment the body, the mind, the soul. And even with all that, (laughs) this week I was like, what? (laughs) More light? I don't want more light. I have enough light. There's too much light. Yes. Yeah. What it looked like for me, I'll give you some very practical ways that it played out for me, and um, we'll trust that my sharing brings information into your awareness. What it looked like for me was I'm in between completing uh, one of my IEP classes, Infinite Embodiment Pathway classes, which is a small group who go through like a really deep transformative process over three months. I'm right at the the end of completing IEP 03 and at the invitation stage of starting IEP 04, which will start in September. And so there's a, it's not necessarily a wobbliness. It's not that. It's a transition. It's a threshold for me of almost like a baton, right? Like you hand the baton to the next person in that that moment of handing the baton, you have to be lined up so that the baton can make it from one hand to the other. You're both going at the same speed. You are focused on watching each other. If you've ever watched a good relay race, and I don't even know, do they use batons anymore? That's how we did it in high school. At the transition moment, you have to be synchronized so that the baton can be handed and the next person can carry on with the race. And that moment of transition is so critical in a relay race because that's where, like, massive, uh, not damage, that's where you lose time. It's where you maybe drop the baton, which I think disqualifies you. Like, it, there's, you're looking backwards and forwards, and so there's just more room for error in that transition moment. And what, in a non- full moon in Aquarius phase, (laughs) I would be like, yeah, it's beautiful. Like we're going to do this and this and off we go. And it's going to be great in this illumination week (laughs) of the full moon in Aquarius. What it felt like instead was, um, was there value for what's completing? Did I honor my role fully? Am I prepared to Uh, do that again for a new group of people and am I am I steady as I pass the baton energetically from one class to the next like am I as the space holder steady in my space and the Aquarian (laughs) full moon illumination was like 
I don't know. What's the point of even being here? Why are you even here? <laughs> what, what's the point of anything happening on earth at this time? Like, is there a community? Who is community? <laughs> the illumination of this cosmic Aquarius energy that I know so well. The illumination is where are you not in alignment with that highest expression of Aquarius? Where are you not in full unity with yourself and with all? And there's a lot of places where apparently I'm not, <laughs> which I knew. I knew, but it was just reflected to me. And the experience of that is a thought that would come in about being unworthy or not um, the value not being worth uh, the time, the, the commitment, the exchange that people make. The, that light came in and was like, do you see how you still have doubt? Do you, do you see where you still have fear? Maybe that fear is real. And so we're going to pull that fear up. This is my mind, right? We're going to pull that fear up and we're going to dissect it. We're going to analyze it. We're going to think it through and loop it and spin it around like a washing machine. <laughs> and <coughs> like a washing machine. And you're going to look at it until you come to clarity. And so what that felt like is just this um, spiral of of doubt, of insecurity, of um, comparison. Oh my God, comparison is like just a toxic, <laughs> a toxic energy because we're not meant to compare. We are all unique and I know that. And also when you're in that space of doubting and questioning yourself and everything in existence, comparison is, it's like a powerful drug that feeds the addiction of doubt, in my opinion. And so that was sort of my, that was a lot of my experience. It was just huge doubt amplified um, all the places where I don't trust fully myself or my value or even my intuition. And so what I, what I found <laughs> is that my practices were critical. So I would sit down in meditation with the swirl of thoughts and I would center myself and I would breathe and I would bring my energy down into my body and then I would invite all of my guides to sit next to me and, and to speak to me, to tell me what was true. And so one after another, I would get these beautiful messages from my guides of, we're, what was the word they used yesterday? We're deconstructing. <laughs> they showed me the tower card and they're like, we're taking it all down to the base. We are tearing it all down so that as you, as you rebuild, as you um, come back up from your own knowing, those seeds of doubt are no longer there. And so we have to get to the root of it. We have to get to the base. Yeah, when they said deconstructing, I'm like, again? <laughs> Haven't we already deconstructed how many times now? <laughs> There's more? <laughs> But it's just another layer, isn't it? Another layer of consciousness, another layer of awareness about my humanness, which we all are. So that was one whole piece. It was about, you know, the class transition and um, who I'm inviting and what that might look like. <laughs> and then there was this, um, like, internal struggle or dialogue about time which 
time <laughs> time is a thing <laughs> when i'm in alignment with my soul and zooming along time is irrelevant not an issue <laughs> spacious this creative vortex where like magic happens i call it flow time just dissolves things get created and like that <laughs> ease and grace it's just bliss and magic and so i i operate in that a lot i think compared to where i used to be in my human journey i feel like i am in flow quite a bit of the time and i know how it feels and i love how it feels and um and it's just easy so this week <laughs> my after my spacious weekend with my husband that was so awesome I come back and it just felt like time crunched. It it just squished. There wasn't enough time. There were too many things to do. There were, you know, other demands which were important to me that juggled work around. And then my son is getting ready to go back to school next week. So I feel this crunch of like, ah, he's going back to school. <laughs> and then my husband starts school today and I could feel the crunch of that. And and then there's also like all this stuff to do in our house, our garden and work. <laughs> and so I, I made my list like I normally do. And instead of supporting my flow, my list felt like a jailhouse. <laughs> like there's no way, there's no way I'm going to get all that done. And I'm looking at the list. It's too much. <laughs> and then the things that would usually bring me joy the practices, the rituals, the communication, the messages that would normally bring me joy felt um, uh, intrusive, like they were taking up too much of my time. And, and so <clears throat> I forced myself to sit down and meditate <laughs> every day. <laughs> I forced myself to go out and run every day. <laughs> and what I find when I put those like the jar, right, with all the big stones first and then the little stones in the water. When I put those big self-love, self-soothing, um, um, centering experiences in first, when those are absolute, like bed by 10 is just a really important practice ritual for me. There's something about being asleep 10, 10.30, that lets me sleep deeper and sweeter than if I get to bed at 11 or 12. And so that practice for me of honor what works well and make those non-negotiable as much as possible and then move all the other big rocks and small pebbles around as I need to with, with the understanding of a lot of that is mental. I create my own reality. I create my own schedule. I create my own time restrictions. And so I can just as easily change those. I can let go of some of the big rocks and the pebbles and just fill the whole cup with water <laughs> if I want to. <laughs> and so I've been trying to, I hear myself say trying to, I have been choosing in as many moments as possible this week to be really present with the emotions I'm feeling, the stress I put on myself, the um, commitments I make and responsibilities that I choose and within that to honor that I live a human life that is disorganized at times and messy at times and busier at some times than others and 
and that's okay, you know, that life ebbs and flows. And, um, and when I come back to my centering practices and I breathe and I meditate and I move my body and I find those moments of stillness as often as possible, when I am in alignment in that way, I get really clear as I'm moving through my day on what is essential and what isn't. And so I can continuously, this is where I would use course correct, I can continuously course correct. I can come back into alignment and center and let go of something I thought was going to get done today and not stress over it and know that, yeah, maybe it'll happen next week and maybe it won't, right? This is what Esther Hicks always says. She's like, you can't ever get it done, and also you can't get it wrong. So just choose be very conscious about what you're choosing and keep coming back into alignment. Keep course correcting and bring yourself back into that place of this, this is priority today and this is what I'm going to allow my time and attention to move towards. And then maybe tomorrow it'll be more of the same or maybe tomorrow I'll course correct and go in a different direction. And so there's, um, there's a deep sense of grace and forgiveness that comes with that constant realigning, recentering. Which it was funny when I was reading about the super full moon. <laughs> I thought it was on Sunday. I told one of my friends it was on Sunday. It's not. <laughs> it was on last night, Thursday night. But I was reading about the full moon on Tuesday when I woke up and had that thought of, oh, it's going to be a rough day. Super full moon is on Thursday. It's going to be tough. <laughs> when I had that thought, I'm like, I better do my research and figure out what's going on. And when I looked, Several of the articles said it's about forgiveness. I'm like, oh, I'm so good. I've, I've been forgiving all the time. <laughs> There's not a lot for me to forgive, is there? Like, haven't I done so much of this forgiveness work? And what I'm realizing on the other side of the full moon is so much of it was internal forgiveness. The, the ways where I allow, because I'm still not through it, where I allow my fear and my doubt to limit me, to... Um, to loop me, to, um, yeah, bring me into a place of turmoil, which isn't always necessary. And yet this week apparently it was because it brought me to this new moment of, I'm really hard on myself. <laughs> Why? Maybe I need to forgive myself a little bit and, and keep trusting that I'm doing the best I can. And that all I can do in each moment is, is trust that intuitive guidance to trust the center of myself to navigate from and, and know that when I'm doing that, when I'm in that internal space of alignment, then I'm magnetizing towards me the experiences that support that. So when I'm centered, when I'm steady, and I keep moving in that guided direction, then I'm clearing a path energetically in front of me that is, it's like a boat going down a river. It's like when the boat is steady and knows exactly where it's going, there's a wake behind it, but it's just creating that wake. And then the things that are meant to move by my side or towards me will be following this current that I'm creating because 
I don't know if that was a good analogy or not. I can see it in my head. <laughs> it's like I'm going downstream and I'm clear in where I'm going. I can see exactly the path where I want to go. And then there's all these ripples that are happening behind the boat that's going straight. So I can, in those ripples, like the things that are matching can be rippling their way towards me. The things that are not a match can move out. It's not quite the same. It's not the same as, perhaps this is a better analogy. Like when, I, when I'm centered and still, right? So in this moment, like here I am, fully inside of myself, like feeling my truth and my knowing. And so when I breathe into that internal space, there's a signal that I emit in all directions. And the signal's like, here I am. Here I am. I don't have it all figured out, but I know I'm here. And I know this is where I chose to be. And I know this is the experience I chose to create because I'm creating it. And I know that all is well in my world. And I don't have it all figured out. I don't have all the answers. But I know I'm moving in this direction. I'm going towards this direction. And so when that happens, there's this like signal that's going out, right? This clear signal that is beyond my human understanding. It's not like my mind is going, send a signal to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Sometimes I try to do that. I'm like, send a signal to those who are ready for like this experience or this class or whatever I'm creating. But I don't. I don't even know or understand all the signals that are being emitted when I'm in that centered space. But my soul does, my consciousness does. And so the consciousness that I emit or that is the frequency moving from me is moving through the morphoenergetic field that we talked about last, last week, moving through the universe, the cosmos, and finding the matches that are synchronized energy to what I'm emitting. And then I sit here in my steadiness. It's all happening right now <laughs> as I do this. And so all those little pings that my soul is sending out are finding matching pings. And then those pings are focusing their attention, their energy to this centered magnet. And then they find their way. And... Because of technology, it happens in like really cool, unexpected ways <laughs> where someone watches the video or sees a clip on Instagram or has a friend who is in another country who sees something that's, that's it's like my, my mind can't see or understand the grid, the network, but my soul does. My consciousness does. And when I send out that signal and then the universe brings those signals together and those who are a match are magnetized back to the space, then there's this like cool thing that happens. <laughs> Someone sends a comment or likes a video or shares something with somebody else. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's so cool how it all works. And then the journey continues, right? The journey continues and I keep making my podcasts and all those pings keep doing the things that they are doing and 
maybe we connect in technology space directly. Maybe we don't. Maybe we just ping off of each other and then ping to the next person and share the energy and share the steadiness. Or maybe it brings people together in actual reunions, in face-to-face, person-to-person experiences. Like we don't know from a human intellectual space, but from an Aquarius energetic activated place, it's already happening. And so the gift of this week, I've shared all the shadowy feelings of it. The gift of this week is the more light that enters into the human experience, the more light we are willing to receive and embody and move through us as a physical vessel, the more brilliant we become, the more um, we glow, as my friend Andrea would say, the more we glow. (laughs) We're glowing up. (laughs) The more radiant we become. And so if we're willing to sit with that light coming into those uncomfortable places and and witness our thoughts, witness our experiences, witness the looping, even if we dip down into it for a while because it's so intense and then we find our way back out, what has happened by sitting in those uncomfortable places is we have the potential, this is what I've been working on all week, we have the potential to um, identify that experience, that aspect of ourselves and integrate it instead of not want to see it. (laughs) The part of me that's like, I don't want to believe I have any doubt in myself ever. I just want to stay in the vibe of knowing I'm awesome. (laughs) Well, looking at the parts of me, they're like, you don't know shit. (laughs) My husband, I say that all the time, that line from Ozark. (laughs) So good. (laughs) When, when I have that place inside that's like, you know nothing, you have no value to anyone. And I say that laughing now, but when you're feeling it, it's not funny. And when I can sit in it and, and just be with it. And then find my center, right? And sit with my guides and ask them those questions. Like, show me how that's true or not true. Help me clear that if that is not actually accurate. What it looks like in the physical reality for me, the most beautiful messages that are random. (laughs) Random, right? It's my guides tapping people on the shoulder like, this in crisis, (laughs) send her a message. (laughs) And then the most beautiful things are shared. And I'm like, you see me like that? What? Oh my God, that's so sweet. I can't believe that. (laughs) And then I get to practice receiving this reflection of another layer of my doubt leaving and another level of certainty being embodied. So it's not for the faint of heart. Isn't that what so many spiritual people love to say? Spirituality is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) It's much easier to close our eyes and be like, I don't want to look. I don't have time. I don't have time to look at all that stuff that's sitting in my body that doesn't have a presence or a name, doesn't exist. I don't have time. I'm going to go back to my whatever, right? Busy something or other. It takes time and um, 
for me, it just feels like this deep commitment to my own path of just really becoming the, the most true, fulfilled version of myself, whole version of myself, to just continuously embody more and more like this infinite soul that is pure consciousness, pure love, pure joy, pure all in a human form. So that's the gift. The gift is another uh, hidey place <laughs> being illuminated and no longer ready to jump out at me like the boogeyman. And also it's been exhausting. <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> can we just say, like, spiritual evolution is exhausting, <laughs> it's so much work. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to a place where it's not that way, I mean, I'm hoping. I've, I feel like I make spiritual work a lot of fun, I do enjoy it, and also when I'm in these heavier moments, I'm like, why? <laughs> why do we do any of this? <laughs> and I think also part of that is a reminder for me to have compassion when those I'm working with are tired and they're like, I don't want to look at it anymore. <laughs> Can we take a break? <laughs> there's, there's compassion for that because I feel it this week. And on the other side, there's so much light. There's such freedom in loving yourself more and more and more and more. There's so much joy in that process. Once you're through the process. <laughs> and also, there will probably be another podcast in the future where I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> the week I just had. <laughs> Anybody relate? <laughs> so in summary, Aquarius activation is happening. If you made it all the way through this video, you are also receiving the activation because that is the energy that is being transmitted. And how beautiful. How beautiful to have the Lionsgate portal move right into the full moon in Aquarius and bring us all of this beauty this week in 2022. What magic is this life? Hmm? Okay, I am hosting on Sunday my Being with Viv meditation energy clearing call. The timing could not be more perfect. So if you are in the muck <laughs> and still feeling that, like, what was this week? That might be the perfect uh, resource for you on Sunday. The call is live at 10 o'clock Eastern, and you call in. Um, all the phone lines are muted, and I guide us through this beautiful visualization process that I don't even know until I get on the phone live with whoever gathers. And then that collective energy creates, um, I describe it as like like an ocean wave when, when surfers are in the tunnel or when they're on the top of the crest and they're kind of riding the wave. To me, it feels like um, I'm on the top of the crest of this current of energy and everyone gathered is in that tunnel, that, that curve of energy. And then I'm just a tiny bit ahead hearing the words and the um, guidance and the visualization from source. And I, I speak it out loud and I guide us through this tunnel of magic where we just clear a whole bunch of energy. Get rid of the looping, <laughs> clear out the body, and then recenter and align with source. And it's an hour, an hour of magic. Um, it feels like 10 minutes. 
and the exchange is $11. So I'll put the link to that in the description. If you are a match, I would love to have you join us. We also record it so you can listen to the replay later. And the intention is the energy clearing, the meditation is for the whole next month. So from now until the second week in September. So you can listen to it anytime as often as you want over the next month. And each time you'll hear something new. It's a fun way to play with energy and light and meditation. So. <sighs> yeah. Here we are. <laughs> Still doing this thing <laughs> that we call life. So proud of us. <laughs> Have a beautiful weekend. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Facebook or Instagram in a community I call the Gaia Tribe Reunion, where we show up together to share our soul's gifts, what we came here to Gaia to contribute to humanity. You can learn more at viviangerard.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.